Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. The mindset that sponsors perfection, part two. On Thursday, we started with the concept of this very particular perfection. We were looking at the concept of what perfection is. And one of the things we get to understand is the fact that perfection is an ability for us to be able to evaluate the cost of effective transformation. Ability for us to run, ability for us to be able to do an evaluation. It is a performance evaluation for the cost of effective transformation, which means if you want to be perfected, there is a cost that is attached to perfection. There is a cost that is attached. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. If it has to be the mind of Christ, it has to be you declutting yourself from the mind that you used to know. The mind that you are exposed to. The mind that you are currently now being bombarded that is limiting you from accepting the fullness of who God is. I know that you are born again. I know that you can speak in tongues. I know that you understand the mysteries of the kingdom. But my question to you this morning on this activation self-love Sunday is the fact that is the mind of Christ your mind? Is the mind of Christ your mind? Because if Christ's mind is your mind, his possibilities will be your possibilities. His reality will be your realities. His dominion will become your dominion. And his rulership also becomes your rulership. Because why? Everything that we see about Christ is a total product of how his mind functions. When Christ was given five loaves of bread and two fishes, he did not complain to say it is not enough to feed the 5,000. That was a mindset that he carries um, that this very particular thing called five loaves of bread and two fishes, um, I have an understanding um, that I can pull some certain mysteries on this five loaves and yet it will be able to feed the 5,000 people. It was a mindset that he carries. And so last week, Thursday, we look at that and our anchor scripture which we focus on, most especially, is from the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2. And the message translation for me was just the blessing. The message translation for me, Romans 12 verse 2, the message translation. It says, do, it says don't become so well adjusted to your culture. He was making us to understand that we should not become so adjusted to our culture. He says that you fit in so well without even thinking. Many of us are fitted into our culture. Because we were born out of that culture. And so because of that, we don't think. We don't process our thoughts of the culture. But here, the culture keeps giving us a, for lack of a better word, the culture has built a template in us that when we carry the culture to come into this life of Christ, it then begins to short-circuit our possibility. Because why? The culture of this world is not the culture of our dear God, his beloved son, Jesus. The culture of this world it's not the culture of our dear God, his beloved son, that you and I, we are here this morning to be able to pull off his possibility. And so the scripture then says, message translation, Romans 12 verse 2 message. It says, instead, fix your attention on God. It says you will be changed from inside out. So which means transformation doesn't just change outside. It starts from the inside. 
for you to know how transformation actually starts from the inside, not outside. Have you watched this very particular show that is on TV sometime? It's called I Blew It. I Blew It. You see these people, either male or female, for strange reason, by God's intervention, either by accident found or lotto or whatever, they seem to have some certain amount of money that could set them up for a lifetime. But because their transformation, their mind is not renewed, one million come in their hand and in less than three weeks, they blew the money. For some of them, 14 million. That was one I will never forget. 14 good million. The first thing that came to his mind was to go meet his ex-girlfriend. To prove to his girlfriend that I have money. And took the girl to Dubai, to different countries, just to prove to the girl that I have money. Indeed, mindset matters. He blew 14 million rand in less than 90 days. Because why? Transformation starts from inside. Your totality of what we are seeing today is a product of what you are currently processing on your inside. Every, your tomorrow, tomorrow, your tomorrow is a product of what you are thinking today. We may not see your thinking, but give us time. We will see your product of your thinking. We may not see your actions, but give us time. We will see the product of your action via your thinking, via your mindset. Many of us in the kingdom, we are blaming God for some certain happenings that is not currently happening in us. But the question there is, how is your mind arranged with the things of God? How is your mind arranged? And so because of that, he now says, he says, readily recognize what he wants from you. Which means there is always a demand in this kingdom. You want to participate of the blessings of God? If the blessings of God would not come with your own demand, hear me, it is not the blessings of God. In fact, there is no system... When I mean no system, I'm talking about all forms of religion. There is no system in any forms of religion, including life. In case if you say you don't believe in religion, congratulations. Including life itself, there is no system that will not demand something from you. It says readily recognize what he wants from you. It says and quickly respond to it. Many of us are delaying in responding to actions of faith, steps of faith that God has put in place. It says unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. He said, God bringing out the best from you, developing you very well into maturity. And with that, we begin to look at the acronyms of perfection. I'm going to just give the point quickly. If you want to get the full understanding of what I said on that message, please, I will encourage you, go back to on Thursday. I really want you to go back to on Thursday. That's why I'm not going to say much. I really want you to go back to on Thursday. So we look at we look at about all the points using the acronyms of perfection. And so today we are going to be continuing from the next, from the next point that I stopped on Thursday. And so one of the points in which we look at is the point of P. We say P, what is P? P is all about purpose. That if you want to be perfected, you must have a purpose. If you want to see perfection in your life, you must, there must be a clear-cut value that you want to contribute to the society. Number two, we talk about the ecosystem, which is the E, dear. The E represents the ecosystems. Many of us, that ecosystem is the atmosphere that is around us. The atmosphere that sponsors our reality. I remember there is a particular case and my wife and I, especially this new work we are doing in a particular community that is close to the area where we are currently broadcasting from. Majority of the problem that we've discovered is not the fact that God does not want to bless them. It's the fact that the ecosystem of that community does not guarantee their mind to capture the reality of God. My dear, don't get it twisted. Atmosphere matters when it comes to the dealings of God. Atmosphere matters when it comes to you accepting or probably walking in perfection. You must be able to understand that atmosphere 
My dear, you, you cannot negate that thing. If you really want to make an effect as far as your destiny is concerned, atmosphere play a major role. The standpoint of ecosystem. We also now give a three point on that ecosystem. Take your time for you to go to that message. Number three, we talk about the concept of R, which means your reach, your ability to reach out. How far are you willing to go? What are the prizes are you willing to put on the table for you to reach out? Perfection is there, but you have to reach out. He says, work out your salvation. The salvation is already on your inside, but the business is for you to work it out. It is for you to work it out. We also talk about the number four. We talk about F. What is F there? The F means your fortitude and your forbearance spirit. Your fortitude. Your fortitude. The fortitude. Your forbearance spirit. Your ability for you to forbear pain, adversity, and also be able to insist forceful ideas. The ability for you to forbear pain. Many of you, just because you lost your pen while going to office, all of a sudden, that day is a bad day. Really? Some of you, just because the pastor didn't, what you call, the pastor didn't call you, or you post a post on your Facebook, and the pastor did not like the post, all of a sudden, you are throwing your toys out of the window. My dear, you will pick your toys back again. Because why? You have to develop the attitude of fortitude. Develop forbearance spirit. If you really want to see perfection. We also talk about number five. What is again? We talk about number five. We talked about your idea, your ability for you to be exceptional. Your ability for you to be exceptional. And the anchor word we said that very particular Thursday was the fact that what is the mechanism that you have put in place that will make it very hard for people to displace you? What is the mechanism? What is the mechanism? If I want to buy KFC, Okay, I don't know. I think I've actually called the name KFC. If I want to buy chicken, what, what am I saying? If I want to buy chicken, yeah, that's the name I'm looking for. <laughs> if I want to buy chicken, what name comes to my head first? Now, those people, they've been able to become exceptional in that place. And because of that, you can see the perfection in which they've used to prepare that very particular chicken. The moment I call burger now, what comes to your mind? Now, if any name that comes to your mind as I call burger, just guess what? There is an exceptionality that they factored into their business, to their career, to their life. And all of a sudden, you can see the perfection of what they do. You want to be able to work in perfection? You must be able to be exceptional. Exceptional in your thinking. Your ability for you to make it difficult for men to replace you. Your ability for you to do that. And number five, number six, this is where we stopped yesterday. We stopped about the C part. Number six, which is the C, which is conviction. Oh, conviction. One of the things which I said last week, Thursday, is the fact that your conviction which enforces both clamor and the people that you connect with. Your uh, conviction will enforces what you clamor for. It will enforces what you pursue. It will enforces the things that you begin to see. It will enforces how your mind begins. Conviction, no matter how even this faith work we are doing, is built on this platform of conviction. Is built on a platform of conviction. God is so convinced about his love for us. And so because of that, he could not restrain his son from not dying for you and I. He loves us so much to the point that he is willing to let go of his only begotten son. To become the firstborn of the begotten. If it's the firstborn, I'm the secondborn. I don't know about you which position you stay. Because why? It's built on a platform of conviction. If you really are convinced of the business, convinced of your marriage, convinced of your career, convinced of everything that is needed, my dear, I will see the price that you are willing to put on the table. 
Many of us keep saying that we are, you know, I believe in this. See, conviction is stronger than belief. Because when you are fully convinced, we'll see it by action. You can believe and say, but yet you can't see it by action. It is conviction that sponsors what I call the principles or the actions of faith. When you are fully convinced, to take actions of faith becomes, becomes very easy. Becomes very easy. The platform of conviction. And so because of that, we also look on that platform of conviction we talk about. I think I gave you about three examples of people who they force themselves to be fully convinced of what God want them to do. Number one person we look in, her name is called Mary. Mary was, Mary was craving for conviction. He said, I know that you are the miracle-working God. I have no problem. But because of my mind, I need to be fully convinced to carry this seed for nine months and yet face the insult. And yet I know because I'm convinced. I can face the insult. Imagine Mary walking around, telling people that I am, if I'm not even telling, they see that she's pregnant, but yet they know that it was not Joseph who pregnated her. What do you think helped her to carry the pregnancy? It is not because the angel talked. No. The angel was talking and she asked a question. How can this be? How can this be? How can this be? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you with all the grammar. All was happening was the start platform of to enforce conviction in her mind. Another person we see, her name is, I mean, his name is called Gideon. Gideon also was convinced. When God, when the angels appear and say, thou mighty man of valor, the guy would have laughed like me from, from Kogiste Tibira. He would have laughed like an Ibira boy. Really? I'm hiding in the forest and you are telling me thou mighty man of valor. Do you think that's easy? He, he would have laughed his life, but he was chilled. He, he took his time to ask the angel, convince me, God, I'm going to put an ass here. This, this cutlass, let me use Nigerian statement, this cutlass that I'm going to put here, let it rain around it. Let snow fall around it, but let the snow do not touch the cutlass. And it was so. He came back again and said, God, I know I said that, but this is me. It has nothing to do with you. It is me. I need to force this conviction. He now said what? He said, okay, let only the cutlass, let this very particular rod that is on the table, let the rod only have the snow, but let other place be dry. And God was not intimidated. He still did that for him. The platform of conviction. The platform of conviction. I remember I've shared this story with you guys many times without number. When the Lord called me into ministry, I knew he has called me years back. I knew. I knew that I would end here. By number one, by God confirming his word with different men of God. My mother also, like a better word, I like saying it. My mother also setting me up. <laughs> setting me up straight. My mother was like, Hannah, God, if you give me this one, he is going to serve you. Ah, that girl. I wasn't, I wasn't as nice as uh, somewhere. At least somewhere was chill. Somewhere, by the time they carry somewhere, they put somewhere at the, what's the name? They put somewhere at, 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 at the, uh, what's it called? At the church. Somewhere stayed. Me, I would have left. If I don't, I don't, I left. My mother made that vow. But guess what? When I now decide to say, okay, fine, God, because I understand that God is not a forceful God. He's a choiceful God. He's not a forceful. And one day I said, okay, God, now that this is here, I agree. But God, hear me. <laughs> there are two billion preachers on planet Earth. I ain't going to just go and just become like one of the Simbas, just because the thing, I just have to play drum and just say, nah, God, no, it's not going to happen. I took my time. What was I doing? I remember I told my wife, babe, drop me, drop me. She dropped me at the mountain. I paid my price to be fully convinced that this is what God, and God backed it up. My dear, God wants to convince you concerning anything that matters in your life. But my question to you this morning, are you willing 
The last person we saw there, that very particular example, before I go on my next point, number seven, which is the teapot, his name was called Moses. God showed up in Genesis, I mean, Exodus chapter three, from verse three, from the chapter three to chapter seven. Take your time and read that. Exodus three, three to seven. Or the Bible now says concerning Moses, that Moses was a man that, um, what he called, um, we could see that Moses from the beginning, he wanted to deliver, he could understand that the time for the people to be delivered is here. But guess what? All of a sudden, Moses ran away. Now, God now heard the hackings of the cries of the people. Now, say, okay, fine, Moses, we need to do some plan B here. Moses says, okay, God, I hear you. But how can this be? God said, okay, what is in your hand? He said, a rod. He said, cast it to the ground. The guy threw the thing on the floor. And as he carried, was want to carry it, he said, carry it from the tail. What does it mean to carry the thing from the tail? It was not the fact that God did not trust that Moses can hold the thing from the head. It's the fact that you're about to start, start small. That's what it means, carrying that very particular rod from the tail. Many of us as ministers of the gospel, many, especially we pastors, you just start ministering, all of a sudden you are going to attack government. My dear, you'll be so shocked when they come and look for you. Eh? you, will, you, be, you just because God has ordained you for you to become an pope tomorrow, for now, start by holding the tail. Start by the tail. Start from the village. Before you can command president to hear you, it has to take time before that time comes. There is a place of timing which takes me to my point number seven. The place of timing. The place of timing. The sea of perfection. The sea there means timing. There is time for everything. It makes us understand the book of Ecclesiastes. He said there is time to be born. There is time to die. There is time to walk. There is time to eat. There is time to sleep. There is, there is time for everything. My dear sisters and brother, if I will end perfection note without telling you that there is a factor of time that guarantees your perfection to be in view. Just because your spirit man is fully perfected, it will take time for your mind to capture the reality of what your spirit man has received. The day you gave your life to Christ, the fullness of God was deposited upon you, but it will take time because number one, there is that place of renewing your mind that doesn't come one day. It does not come one day. I said to somebody, I said, if it take you 36 years for you to develop all this madness that you have in your mind right now, my dear, I know God can shrink time, but it will take you at least three, what's it called? At least three years, six months for you to be able to start walking in the fullness of God. God is not an abracadabra. He is not a magician. He's called a miracle walking God. Not a magician. He will not just come and just blow things on your face that you forget your name. No, that's not the God I know. Supernatural walking God, but yet he needs the process. He can bring baby into your womb straight. But guess what? The baby must grow nine months. It is not possible for the baby to mature and turn overnight. It is not possible. Even the Bible says, uh, he said, when the Lord turned the captivity, he said, we are like them that dream. But he didn't say that it happens immediately. He said, it was like a dream. But guess what? When you dream, there is time in your dream. You can't just tell me that the dream was happening and the action was happening. It's not possible. In the place of dream, there is still time that is factored in there. I've seen well-meaning men of God like our kind. Use that very particular scripture. No, God can turn it in one day. I say, ah, my dear, we are trying to create a dependent mentality that will never be ready to invest their own time into the dealings of God. That's why you just see, especially us as men of God, you just see somebody, your phone, your flash, all of a sudden, you didn't even know whether it was missed call, you didn't even know whether it was called for you, you just say, this is a phone, phone call, pop, ministry starts, and you get, to, you get shocked. Before you know what is going on in less than two years, you are already... You are, you are concocting stuff just to make sure you want to stay in that very particular work. The place of time. What is time I put here? Number seven. We're looking at the time now. 
Number seven, perfection takes time. It's a place of process and system. There are stuff that you have picked from your early systems that God is looking and it is trying to work in you. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 12 to 15. Let's look at the scripture quickly. Philippians 2, 12 to 15. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 15. It says here, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, he said, not only in my presence, he said, but now much more in my absence. He now says, he said, work out your own salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. He said, for it is God which worketh in you, but to do and to will of his good pleasure. It is God who worketh in you. He now says in verse 14, he says, do all things without murmuring and disputing. He said that he may be blameless and harmless. He said the son of God without rebuke. He says in the midst of the crooked and perverse nation. He said among whom ye shine as light. Among whom ye shine. That regardless of the darkness, regardless of the perverse nation, regardless of whatever, that you are still light. But you must also understand that it is God which walketh. Underline the word there, walketh. Which means you are still a work in progress. You are still a work in progress. We are working our salvation. We are working things. And so time has been factored into it. When I gave my life to Christ, it was a different time when I accepted the call of God full time. It was a different time when I started. Because I know before I even started, I told God, God, hey, hey, if I'm not married, I ain't going nowhere. Now, I was clear. That, you have no clue with your prophet. I was very clear. God, if I'm not married, I'm not going no ministry. No problem. I will keep serving. Let's say I'm not married up to now. I will keep serving the woman of God I was serving. I will still keep serving it because why? I don't want to be a product of one of those people that are like, ah, this pastor, he's trying to sample all the girls or he's trying to look at the girls. Ah, no, there's a certain thing. Maybe because I reference and my adoration and the purity of this very particular God, it can't permit me for me to find myself compromising that name called Christ. I, I, no, I, I, was, I, was, I was very clear. I was, no marriage, no ministry. <laughs> it's okay, I can serve. No marriage, no ministry. Because why? Time was also part of it. And guess what? In that place of time, we, we, we were waiting. I was waiting. Where is she? Until she popped out. Her name is Kanisa, finally. When she popped out, ministry starts. And yet, I'm still standing there. But guess what? Even when I started the ministry up to now, there is still a time factor that will guarantee a certain level of manifestation that I'm seeing currently in the realm of the spirit. The place of time. He says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Galatians 6 verse 9. He says, let us not be weary in well-doing. He says, but at the proper time. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Which means in your doing good, keep doing it. In you trying to perfect your life, keep perfecting. I know you want to become the president of the country. Keep trying to learn. Go study. Study good governance. Study management of people. Study emotional intelligence. Keep studying. Go somewhere. Go become a protege to one of the politicians. Learn how they serve. Learn how to meet the people's needs. Learn how to, as much as you know that there is a president in you, but go learn how to serve. There is time. He said, for at the proper time, he says, we will reap a harvest. If we did not what? Give up. This is where many of us miss perfection. Because why? We are expecting that as we sleep and we wake up, we're supposed to be at Stain City. <laughs> when we sleep and we wake up, we're supposed to be at least at Beverly Hills. 
and you sleep, you wake up, you get shocked that you are still in that very particular mukuku. And you are thinking, oh boy, this perfection thing that personality is saying, are you sure it's for real? It is for real. But I said, see, <laughs> I think I'm going to share this. I remember um, my wife and I, we, we, we trusted God for a particular thing that happened in our life. I just don't want to say too much thing because, of, because of the sensitivity of that. And all of a sudden, by the time God blessed us with that very particular thing, <laughs> we were, I use the word, we were clueless. Because I won't say we were ignorant. <laughs> we were clueless of the demand <laughs> that it needs for us to sustain that harvest of what God blessed us with. We were, by the time the thing came, we begin to see all the other companies were changing. And we were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but guess what? Well, we blessed God. The resources was there for us to be able to meet it. But imagine if the resources was not there. What would have happened? We would have called forth for that level of spirituality or that level of grace. But because we've not developed ourselves in time, we would have lost also that very particular opportunity. Many of us has been able to break into certain dimensions of God. But because we've not factored time into the things, we've lost all the possibilities. We've lost all the relevance. We've lost all the impute that God has built in that very particular purity that he has handed, what's called that he has given to you. The place of time. He says, for at the proper time. What is time in my own definition? I say time. You know, I like acronyms. I say time is taking inventory and measurable expectations. Taking inventory. Every time you must take inventory. Did I perform well? Where did I make a mistake? Let me say this to you. You see, after this service is over, this message I'm listening to, I listen to it also. I go back and I listen to it. God, because there's a difference between Apostle Darlington and the Darlington himself. I can shout, God bless you, and all of you are blessed. I also need to be blessed. Okay, Darlington, carry your, sit down with your two, with your ass, and just listen to this thing. Sit down. Sit down. I sit down, I listen. Wherever I need correction, I correct. Just to make sure that the rested life mandate, by the time somebody comes into it, they get the purity of it. And I also mature based on the things in which I'm saying. Because right now as I'm talking, the Holy Spirit is walking through Pastor Darlington. By the time the service is over, pa, now I'm physical because I'm hungry. At that moment, I now sit down. After I'm done with the day, carry back the message. That's why, for example, all our message is currently available. If you are using any of the, what you call, podcast platform, just search for Rested Life by Platform Church. You will find it there. All the message is there. Because why I need to also pay my own price in studying to show myself approved. For me to be approved, there is a place called study. Approved is guaranteed, but study. And study takes time. You know that the day you start varsity was not the day you graduated. It took four years for you to finish your university. But how come when it comes to the kingdom, we want to get it like this? Understand the place of time. What is time? One more time. Time is taking inventory and measurable expectations. You must measure your expectation. I want to be able to, to become a pilot in the next five years. Or probably I want to become a pilot. Now what are the measures that I need to put in place? And those measures means for ability for me to go and look for a pilot. Is it pilot school? They call it. Look for an aviation school. Get myself accredited. Begin to fly. Before I even start flying international plane, I must be able to score at least almost 5,000 hours of driving local planes. You can't finish aviation school and find yourself international. No matter how fly Emirates like, look like you, they will not risk their plane for you. You are not that important. Forget the fact you speak in tongues. You are not that important for them to finish school and they give you plane. Never. You will fly local. You will fly Kulula. You will fly fly SA. <laughs> hey, you will fly those local ones. Kulula flies. You will fly them. 
before you begin to say no you want to fly what's it called fly emirates and 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 you know those those, those fancy british airways those ones who goes international i'm not talking about the british airway local the place of time the place of time point number eight quickly because i need us to finish this one quickly so that we pray point number eight when we talk about the mindset of perfection how do we get ourselves perfected point number eight very important see this one very important is the place of the eye remember i just finished t so now i have i o n the idea means insight and illumination insight and illumination insight and illumination many of us like the idea of perfection but my question to you is what have you seen from this perfection many of us want to be maritally settled have you seen yourself maritally settled many of yourself want to enjoy favor have you seen yourself being favored many of us want to be remembered like today the ability for us to be to pray the altars of remembrance have you seen that men begin to remember you and this is where many of us missed it in this kingdom many of us he says in the book of matthew he said whatsoever ye desire when you pray which means there must be a point of desiring. There must be a point of insight into what you desire. Then come and pray. Many of us, we just pray haphazardly. And yet we're expecting a result haphazardly. It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Insight and illumination. Insight and illumination. When, when I ask you, the month of perfection, what is perfection for you? Let me ask you, what is perfection? What is perfection? I want you, uh, in your own book where you are, of course, you must be a student. You must have your book. In your own book at home where you're sitting, write your own definition of what is perfection. And if, for example, if you are married, write what is perfection? Marriage. What is perfection? Finance. What is perfection? Career. What is perfection? Children. What is perfection? Take your time to write it. It's out of that very particular place. You then begin to get insight into how to then begin to pray. Because many of us shout perfection, but there is no insight that guides us with that desire we want. I want a Bugatti Veyron. Have you taken out the time for you to know that Bugatti Veyron, because it's a fast car, have you taken an insight, an in-depth look into Bugatti Veyron? Or probably your Porsche Cayenne Coupe. You can't say you want a Porsche Cayenne Coupe and yet you are putting, putting 100 Rand fuel. Are you okay? You can't. The ability for you to check that, okay, if I go for Ferrari, Bugatti Veyron, these are fast cars. Is there a fast car lane I can drive here? And if there is no, then collectively Bugatti Veyron, stay one side. Because why? The ability for you to have an insight. Insight is very much important to the point that Paul the Apostle was even praying for his people in the church of the Ephesus for them to have that very particular insight. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. Ephesians 1 verse 18. Ephesians 1 verse 18. He says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Indirectly, he says, I pray that your eyes be illuminated. I pray that you can see in this kingdom, it is totally up to what you see. It is not what is available, it is what you see. Because why? All things are available in Christ. He says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, everything is now new. But if you are not seeing your new marriage, seeing your new career, seeing your new children, I know that, yes, your children, they are, they, they are something else. Because I don't want to say, you know they are something else. But have you seen that they are new? If any man be in Christ, all things are now new. Have you seen the new or you are still with the old thought? It says that your eyes be enlightened for you to see. It says in order for you to know 
the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. It says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, which means your eyes have an understanding and your eyes also must be enlightened. Many of us in this kingdom, we're not taking what belongs to us because we've not seen it. We've not seen it. God was so interested in sight to the point that there is a man, I think it's called the blind man of the blind man at, I think it's Bethesda, something like that. The blind man at Bethesda, that guy, the one who, yeah, I think, Mark, yeah, I've seen the scripture now. Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. Let's look at the scripture quickly. The blind man at Bethesda. Mark 8, 20 to 25. You know, Jesus was very interested in this man because Jesus knows that if you can see, it is better. He took time to the point that this is one miracle for me that I surprised that Jesus performed twice on one man. Others, he tell them, go and show yourself to the king. Others, rise up and walk. This and do. But when it comes to sight, Jesus was so interested in sight to the point that he was not ashamed to bend down again the second time and to lay hand on that very particular guy. Because the power of sight is what guarantees your taking on earth. The power of your sight guarantees what you take on earth. The powers of your sight guarantees what you take on earth. He says in Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. Mark 8, 22 to 25. Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 25. He says here. He says, and he came to Bethesda, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought that he touched him. He says, and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he spit on his sight, he says, and he put his hand upon him. He says, he asked him and says, do you see? He says, and the man looked up and says, I see men as three walking. Ah! <laughs> I see men as three walking. And the Bible says in verse 25, after that, Jesus did not say, my friend, since your healing is, is temporary or probably your healing is a progress. Because he knows it is a very dangerous place for man, for you to see man as three. You will cut those men thinking that you are cutting firewood. That is one of the biggest problems we are also facing currently now the body of Christ. Where all of a sudden, all of us now, we are coming with different remas and different revelations, attacking each other because why? We don't see men as men. We are seeing men as trees. You think that you are the only one God has given all the grace to. You forget to understand that you serve, a, you serve a monarch of the universe. That the earth belongs to him. You are too small to carry all of his glory. Time cannot permit you to be able to pull all that indices. Even the world system understands that no matter how much you call yourself a general practitioner, there are still specialty that are specialized in some certain department. You go to a general practitioner, they'll tell you, and you have an eye problem, they'll tell you, go and see an optometrist. Is it optometrist, optimician, whatever, you know the name they call them. You have a problem with teeth. You go to general hospital, they tell you, go and see a dentist. That is always, because why? Not every time, you hear me, it is dangerous for you to see men as three. And the Bible says, and God put his hand again on the guy's eye. Say, guy, no spoil my career. That's how, this is me just saying in Jesus' term. Guy, no spoil my career. Why will you be seeing men as three? It's not possible. He says, after that, he put his hand again, and he made him to look up, and he was restored. And look at what the Bible says, and the Bible says, and he saw men clearly. He saw men clearly. My question to you today, in the standpoint of illumination and insight, when the men who are hanging around you, who do you see them as? Do you see them as opportunists? You just want to grab, collect. You are a grabber. In fact, for some of you, if that's your understanding, you are currently seeing men as trees. 
Because if men are trees, you will cut men. That's why sometimes you go around hurting people, people who are supposed to bless you, because you've not been able to sustain the thought that men are not free. Men are like you. Do unto men what you want them to do to you. The standpoint of insight and illumination. We see from the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 also. I want to show you insight also. Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 10 and 11. This was God himself talking to this man called prophet Jeremiah. Because in this kingdom what you see is what you take. What you see is what you take. If you can see perfection you can take perfection. He said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 10 and 11. He says, see, I have said this day over thee. He said, I have said thee, I have said thee over nations and over kingdom. He says, to look, let's, let, me, let me shock you. Look at the job this guy, this guy has been wired to do. Look at the job. The same way he has said to Darlington, I've sent you with a mandate of rest. Go and give. So the possibility to do rest. But the question is, Darlington, have you taken out the time for you to see what rest look like for that very particular man of God that will come with this problem and you'll be able to answer it. Have you seen that part? Have you seen that part that as the country is currently in turmoil, that they can come to meet you and you sustain the intelligence to show them how can South Africa enter into rest? Have you seen that part? The same thing happened to Jeremiah here. Jeremiah chapter, chapter Jeremiah 1 from verse 10 and 11. Jeremiah 1, 10 and 11. Oh, franos pelikitem lehusata. He says, see, I have said this day for you to be, for you, I mean, said the over nations and over kingdom. He says, number one, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, to plant. Now, guess what he says in verse 11. He says, moreover, the word of the Lord come unto me saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? With all the mandates that he has given to Jeremiah, this is your, this is your job description, but do you see yourself? performing that job this is your marriage but do you see yourself sustaining that marriage this is your career do you see yourself growing in that very particular career this is your life this is your ads do you see yourself cultivating your ads to the point that when the next neighbor try to look into your ads they get jealous because of the intelligence and the dexterity at which you build your ads he asked jeremiah what seest thou the prophetic is running upon your life this year has been declared our year of overflow. But my question to you, do you see overflow? Have you taken out the time? This is July we are sitting. Five months down the year, the year is over. Have you taken your time to see what overflow look like? The place of insight and illumination. Paul got it right when he prayed for the Ephesians church. That your eyes of your understanding be enlightened. That your eyes must be able to see if you are able to take hold of this kingdom. And the Bible says there in verse 12. He says, ha, I see an armor tree. And God says, from that standpoint of what you see, I will hasten to perform. I will hasten to perform. God is in a hurry to bless. But you also, you must see what he has to bless. He can't bless you beyond what you can see. He can't bless you beyond what you can imagine. He can't bless you beyond what your mind can comprehend. He can't bless you beyond your capacity. God is, the, is a God. He is limitless. He, he is not 10 gig. He is unlimited gig. His possibilities is unlimited. But he is limited by your sin. He is limited by your sin. How do I know? He said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 13. Abraham, Genesis chapter 13. From verse 14 to 18. Genesis 13, 14 to 18. Genesis 13, 14 to 18. 
I put that scripture there because I want you to understand that God is interested in how you see. So I want you to see it and remove the name saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? Put your name. Darlington, what seest thou? Kanyisa, what seest thou? Mamumpo, what seest thou? Subongile, what seest thou? And every one of you that is currently streaming, what seest thou? You must see something if perfection has to be in view. You must see it. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 to 18. Let's look at how God was interested in Abraham. Let's see. Let's see. It's going to get sweeter now. It's going to get sweeter now. The Bible says, it says, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, it says, Lift up thy eyes and look from the place where thou art. Lift up thy eyes and look from the place where thou art. Look at the question. He didn't say pray from the place. He said look from the place. Many of us are praying from the place without putting the addition to look from the place. Abraham, yes sir. Look from the place. I didn't say pray. There are many of us who have been praying without looking. When I ask you what do you see about marital settlement, can you tell me what marital settlement look like? You must see it. Before it can happen for you. The Bible says, and it says, lift up thy eyes from the place. Not at the place. Look from the place. Look at your marital settlement from being single. Look at your children from being, from you not having a child. Look at your business from you registering your company as CIPC. Look at the expansion of your church from you just literally still doing online streaming. Look from the place where you are. It says you look not what? Southward, east, west, and westward. He said, For all the land which thou wert, which thou seest. Ha! For all the land which thou seest. So, which means if you can't see it, I am limited to perform. If you can't see it, I can't do anything. If you can't see it, I can't be able to do anything. The reason why your life is still in a can is because you can't see the possibilities that God has put for you. The reason why you are still in a can is because you can't see. The reason why you are still in the C-A-N is because you C-A-N-T what God has actually lined for you. You must be able to see if you want to be perfected in Christ Jesus. You must be able to see yourself healthy. See yourself fine. See yourself going, going to the hospital and you check the doctor. The doctor tell you HIV AIDS cancel. Gloria gone. High blood pressure not there. You must see yourself in that very particular light. You must. He now says... He says, for that which thou can see, he says, to thee I will give it, to you and to thy seed forever. He says, and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. He says, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then thy seed will be numbered. He says, and the Bible says in verse 17, and Abraham arise and walk through the length of that very particular land, the length and the breadth of it. Which means Abraham, in bringing to our context, your ability for you to see the promises of God in the scripture. Have you taken out the time for you to see what does God say to me in the word of God concerning marriage? In the word of God concerning my business? In the word of God concerning my ministry? Do I have a, do I have a lexicon? Is there a portal that my ministry can become global? You must look from the length and the breadth. I know that you are in wilderness right now. I know that you are in Adulam right now. Have you taken out time to look at the Bible to see if you can still become the king of both Judah and Jerusalem? Oh dear David, have you seen? Have you seen that part? Have you seen that part? The promises of God are scattered across stories, promises, principles in the Bible. But have you taken out the time for you to see? 
The Bible now says, as he walked, let's look at verse 18. It says, as he walked the length and the breadth of it. As he walked the length and the breadth of it. Uh, it says here, verse 18. It said, then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Manre. It says, which is in Hebron. It says, and he built there an altar. He built there an altar. He built there an altar. What does it mean? The reason why Abraham can be able to pull off the building of that very particular altar was because he has seen clearly. He has seen. And what does altar mean? Because we need to also understand because altar, ah, that's a story for another day. Whereby we can then begin to talk the mystery that sponsors altars. What is, see, altars are not demonic. No, they are not. They are not demonic. I'm dealing with some certain case right now. That my wife and I am trying to make up. She, she, we, we, we are trying to pull off some certain demonic altars by erecting some strange altars on our own self to be able to speak. Time for another, that's a message for another time. But for today, when you can see, you can create an altar. The altar, what does altar, let me make you understand the meaning of altar here. That Abraham did, why he had to build an altar. Because altar here is a platform of authorization of spiritual laws and to function upon the earth is a platform of authorization every altar is sponsoring something abraham noticed that i have seen i have seen that my children cannot be named on planet earth let me build an altar that enforced that very particular stuff he built an altar and he performed the sacrifice on the altar he performed the altar was so great to the point that his grandchild known as jacob yeah that's his grandchild because isaac is his middle child jacob his grandchild from the altar that Abraham built, his grandchild encountered that altar. Because why? Altar is a platform of authorization. It's a platform where covenants are activated and covenants are maintained. Because he has seen. I like what I've seen. My illumination is clear. Let me hold that altar. Let me build something. My question to you concerning your marriage, concerning your family, concerning your career. Have you taken out the time for you to see? And if you have seen it, have you built an altar that insists, that makes sure that that altar is what actually begins to maintain, begin to activate, that your fourth generation after you comes, they can see the altar and say, this is what our father has created. They can benefit of that very particular altar. This mystery called altar. Rakosh filata Abraham built an altar from the standpoint of what he's seen. It was a covenant and a portal approver that I have seen all my children can be blessed. One of the biggest problems we face in the body of Christ is because many of us are not seen. Many of us are not seen. For example, when we talk about the giving thing, have you taken out the time for you to understand what is the mystery of giving? See, I've seen in this kingdom, the reason why many of us give, let's be honest, you give out of emotions. Like, no, at least I give because the, the giving I give, it will pay the church bills. Ha! That's a kind of way of looking at giving. No, honestly, that's a kind of way of looking at giving. My dear, seed giving, when I mean seed giving, whether it is your tithes, your offering, your various forms of giving, they are not ordinary. They are not ordinary. When you can see the light about your giving, your tithe or your sacrifice, you will begin to experience certain authorization and certain power that sponsors just that thing called giving. That's one. The reason why you are still, your giving is not pulling results. Hear me? Yes, I see you give. God sees your giving, but he is wondering, do you understand what you are doing? Do you understand? Do you understand? 
What does your giving do? Let me just help you before we get to the next point. Oh, what does your giving do? Number one, your giving when you when you when you see what your giving carry. Number one is as a proof of your love for God. Because when you are giving, I love this God. You have seen it. My, see, I'm not saying this because I'm a preacher. I'm saying this because this is my life I live. When my wife, when, 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 when we were dating, my wife had the privilege of meeting her pastors, her own pastor, the place I married her from. And the pastor, I think the pastor was given an example of the Bible school. And all of a sudden, they mentioned my name there. It was nice because at least it was a good thing they mentioned my name for. And guess what? The, the standpoint of giving. I tell myself, I say, I give my way to where I am today. Literally. Because the indices of the place in which I was born. Ha, I'm a Barak boy. Number one. Number two. There is no hope for any Barak children. Ha, I look at, I say, no, I will give my way. Give my way to what I am. And guess what? You don't want to know what we give in this commission. Every of the things I still give because why? I want all of you blessed. I can't be the one receiving of your tithe and your offering. And yet I'm not extending it to the place whereby you all partake. You must understand number one. If you can see this part about your giving, you will have no problem giving at all. Because number one, you understand that my giving is as my love for God. The Bible says for God so love he gave. Number two, what is your giving? What can you see about your giving? Is the fact that it's as a proof of your trust to God. I trust God that he will supply my need. If you are finding yourself not being able to give to the kingdom, it is because you don't trust God enough. Let's be honest. You don't trust God enough. I trust God that I will not show up into his house empty-handed. Because why? You have seen it. Your eyes of your understanding has been enlightened to know that he supplies my need. That as long as I keep giving, that the portal is already activated for men to give unto me is a proof that you trust God. Number three, your giving, if you can see it, is the fact that by revelation, it breaks, it breaks stronghold and compel favor to come to you. Your giving breaks strongholds and compel favor to come to you. But my question is, all this one I'm saying, do you see it? How do I know? The man, the centurion man, the one who Peter, the Holy Spirit asked Peter to go and meet him. The guy says, the Holy Spirit, that scripture makes us to understand in Act of the Apostle, that it was the giving of the centurion that invoked a man who did not qualify to receive the Holy Ghost, to receive it before the message got to him. The porter, your giving, able to break limit and compel favor to show to you. But guess what? You have to see. What does your giving do? If you can see that, is the fact that your giving, your seed, your sacrifice, your tithe, dependent on what you see with that, it guarantees you to use that as a spiritual ordinance to end some certain patterns. You can use your seed to close chapter, close some certain nonsense that is happening. But my question for you is the fact that, do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? We're going to pray. Point number nine. Point number nine quickly. Because I need to finish this. My time is running out. I need us to push. Point number nine. What is point number nine? My dear, hear me before I get to point number nine. Please. I use giving as a context just to explain that in this kingdom, it is what you see you get. Literally. God's mercy is always available to reroute you. But it's also, his mercy is also limited to what you can see. His mercy is limited to what you can see. He asked Jeremiah, what seest thou? He asked that very particular blind man from Bethesda, what do you see? 
we, and, and, and we see even God himself for the first time when he was showing up in the life of Abraham. He said, look from where you are. My question to you today, before I get to my next point, oh, what do you see? What do you see? Is your eyes open to the truth of God's word? Can you look at the scripture and you find promises? And you see promises scattered across the Bible. Scattered. And you pick the one that you know that you have seen. And you build an altar around about it. Perform the necessary sacrifice. And raise an ordinance that guarantees that scene to become a reality. That guarantees. I remember, ah, should I share this? You know, some certain things that we do. It's just that sometimes we don't want to. But let me just, it's there. You will see it tomorrow. You will see it tomorrow. I mean tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Not tomorrow, Monday. But tomorrow, in future times, but tomorrow. Yeah. I remember by the time my wife and I went for a holiday. I don't want to mention the name, the place we went to. For, for security reasons. Because <laughs> some of these things are very sensitive. By the time we get there, all of a sudden, I remember one of the days I was praying. I was walking around, I was just praying. And I just saw platform. And I saw the grandeur and the excellence and how platform literally was pulling some certain realities there. Guess what? Ah! I was quick for me to erect an altar. Very quick to erect an altar. Erect a powerful altar at that very particular place. And I remember, I think of recently, my wife and I were talking. We said, no, by the time we visit there, we need to go there and oil the altars again. It is well. Point number nine. You know, I, there are certain things. It's okay. Let's not just talk too much. You know, these are mysteries we see in the Bible. Our fathers of faith pulled that very particular possibility. And God, I mean, Jesus himself says, greater things than this, you shall do also. Which means that this is all that you see me do and all that you see the prophet have done. Greater than this, you shall do also. Yet we've not been able to walk on water and yet we want to do greater than this. See it. If I stop here, I promise you my job is done. See. For some of you, you need, in fact, in just one minute, I want you to lay hand on your eyes as a point of contact to your eyes of your understanding. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. In my media industry, open my eyes. In my academic, open my eyes. In my ministry, open my eyes. Open your mouth and just pray in just one minute. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. Open my Let me see. Let me see. I'm tired of talking. Let me see so that result can start showing up. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, my eyes are open. My eyes are open. As my hand come out of my eye, as a point of contact to illumination and insight, my eyes open. I see your promises. I see your wondrous work. I participate in what you see. Ritos ekrata. Ripanote gilata epanoshata. Ripanoska palekataza. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. What do you see? Point number nine. The O of perfection. What do you mean? What does it mean with the O there? It means that if perfection must be guaranteed, you must have what we call an overcomer's mentality. You must have what we call an overcomer's mentality. You must have what we call an overcomer's mentality. My beloved, this is the posture you take as you are about to get into your world. 
your ability for you to know that devil will show up but i know that my redeemer live it i know that i can overcome this i know that my god has dealt with this two thousand years ago and so this is a replay match and so because of that why will i be watching a repeat match between chelsea and baka chelsea won baka and yet i'm panicking never never have you ever seen yourself watching Chelsea and Baka? You know from the rematch that you want that Chelsea won. But all of a sudden, you are watching a repeat match and yet you are panicking. Then clearly you did not see well. If you watch the real match, you knew Chelsea won. If you watch the real match, you know Kazachev won Orlando Pirates. You know that they won and yet you are watching a replay. Do you know that your life you are living now, Christ has overcome all for you. You are only doing a replay. But yet... You've not captured the overcomer's mentality. You must enter into your marketplace with an overcomer's mentality. I have overcome. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Recourse filata le deo shetiada. He grenos etina kranos sata. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. It says here. It says for whatsoever is born of God. It says overcometh the world. He says, and this is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Let's read, let's, let's read it slowly. Whatsoever is born of God. Whatsoever means whatsoever. If your chicken is born of God, can overcome. Not to even talk of you who is created in the image and likeness of God. An overcoming mentality. An overcomer's mentality. Whatsoever is born of God. He says already as you are born of God, you are a born again child of God. There is an overcomer's grace that is already at work in you. But have you captured that mentality? That just because my boss reduced my salary, oh you dear boss, watch me start my own company. You are doing low shedding in the company. The first person you fired, it is me. Watch me employ you. Give me two days. I will come back and employ you. Overcomer's mentality. Overcomer's mentality. I will never forget by the time I was starting Dexterity Radio. Never forget. Because I understand. You know, there's some certain, there's some certain DNA that flows upon the life of your pastor. If you are fully connected to this commission, it will rub off to you. The Bible says um, that the oil flows from the head of Aaron. It says, and it flows down to his beard and even to his body. There is a grace that is flowing in this commission. All you need to do is to partner, partake, and genuinely sit down. And begin to watch that same overcoming grace flow to you. I remember when we were starting Dexterity Radio. I will never forget. I went, I tried to get opportunity on all the radio stations in this country. I could not. I said, okay. And guess what? When I was studying the radio school, hear this story. Very interesting. As I was studying the radio career, ha, my lecturer then that time, he said this to me. He said, Darlington, so I want you to understand that in this radio thing, that I, the guy was honest, but he was a brutal honest. He said, I want you to understand that in this radio thing, number one, you are Nigeria. Number two, the way you talk, we can't hear you. So because of that, you will fail in radio. Ah! I fold my hands and look at this guy. I said, do you know who you are talking to? And because I know that I carry the overcomer's mentality, I said to the guy right there, I said, watch me start this, watch me start this radio business and I will employ you. The guy thought I was joking. He thought I was joking. Guess what? I left the, the, this thing. In fact, I was, this is, let me be honest, I was angry. I didn't do my demo. I'm like, whatever. Since they said I can't go into it, because I tried. It wasn't really working. I said, okay. And I remember that, no. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes. Whatsoever is born of God. Whatsoever, including me, Darlington Steve. It is born of God. I am born of God. The DNA of an overcomer is flowing in my blood. So what, so what nonsense. Guess what? 
all of a sudden, the intelligence of an overcomer begin to bombard my mind. In less than six months, my dear, God bear me witness. Go and check platform radio. You will see that guy there. I went back to the guy because now I want to prove to him that I serve an overcoming God. I went back to the guy, employed him to come and manage the extensive radio for me. Who said? Who said? Whatsoever is born of God, overcome the world. You are an overcomer. You must, if you really want to enjoy perfection, you must sustain the mindset of an overcomer. That this challenge is common. That God is faithful. He will not allow me to be tempted beyond that which I'm able to bear. But in this temptation, there is a way out. And you carry that mindset. Enter your world and watch the devil give way. Because the devil recognizes fire when it's coming. Do you know that no matter how mad a madman is, when a fire is there, he doesn't jump into the fire. Devil, devil understands overcomer's mentality. He understands. That this one that is coming, oh boy, this guy is a vibrator. He's coming from the SCOM, from, from the dam of SCOM, not the one that charges your phone. The real high tension electricity. This is an overcomer. When you capture that mentality, that's how you look in the realm of the spirit. You are literally a high tension and the devil packs out of your life. An overcomer's mentality. An overcomer's mentality. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. He says, but thanks be to God who has caused us the victory through Christ our Lord Jesus. Thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. I have the victory. I can't be stopped. Nothing can keep me small. I'm too loaded to be local. I serve a global God. And so because of that, I refuse to be a chicken. I have the grace of a lion. Why must I die as a dog? You begin, to, you begin to tell yourself as you're about to get to your office tomorrow. As you are driving to your office, stop listening to ANN7 and all those channels that make you feel that the economy is bad. You enter the office and you let the office know. An overcomer has arisen. And so therefore, let all the lines begin to fall to pleasant places. Guess what? They begin to fall. Because why? An overcomer's mentality. It begins to shape everything in your office. He says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 1 John 4, verse 4. This is God talking to us. He says, Ye are God, little children. He says, And have overcome them. He said, Because greater is he that is in you than they that are in the world. Greater is he that is in you. So why are you going to your marketplace and yet you are shrinking as if you are, you are a couch potatoes? All of a sudden, you are, you, are, you are a very potato, you are a potato that was removed from the garden. But the moment challenges come, you just become, become soft. You, you become soft. Do you know the difference between an egg and a potato is when they go through fire. Carry a potato that looks hard from the farm. Put it in fire, the potato becomes soft. Carry an egg that looks very fragile. Put that egg in fire and watch that egg become a formidable force. My question to you is the fact that when challenges come, what, who are you? For perfection to be guaranteed, you must go through the test. It's called the litmus test of challenge. But if you have an overcomer's mentality, you can pass through that challenge like David. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know God was with me. So because of that, I will walk through that valley and yet nothing shall by any means hurt me. Because why? You understand that you carry the overcomer's mentality. You carry the overcomer's mentality. The point number 10, as we begin to prepare ourselves to pray. Point number 10, what is the end? It's the ability for you to understand that you will face negativities and naysayers. You will face negativities and naysayers as you go into to pursue your perfection in all areas of your life. Always understand this, 
that naysayers will arise. They will talk down and condemn all your position. Their job is to condemn you. That's their job. They were hired for that. But your job is to overcome that. You must understand that perfection will come with opposition. People talking bad about you. It's okay. I tell somebody the other day, like, Mo, but Alinson, don't you worry when people talk bad about you, blah, blah, blah. I say, why will I worry? They were giving mouth for that now. Literally, and I end the case. I end it. I remember my time, my wife and I were going, get, jetting down into ministry full time. I'll never forget. I sat down with my spiritual mother. Because at that very particular point, there is this very particular tribe of people who don't, they don't like my God. And it's okay. I, I see. It mean, not everybody. See, just because all of us are in the same church doesn't mean that we have to be friends now. No. Even Jesus. Jesus do you know that Jesus was the one who had the 12 disciples? But he had the three. He had the seven. He had the 12. He has the 70. Inside the three, he has the one. Do you know that as much as he loved all of them, he put the mandate of the church upon Peter. Peter, on this rock, I built my church. He wasn't, he, there was no emotion for him to be thinking of Peter, James, and John. Why now? When he was going to Mount Gethsemane and stuff, I mean, when he was praying, he took the three of them. Do you want to tell me that he doesn't know the 12 of them? He knows the 12. He took three. The ability for you to understand that people will talk. God gave them mouth to talk. They are doing their job. Let them be. If they talk bad about you, congratulate them. Okay, well, you are doing your job. Keep it up. And move on with your life. Naysayers will show. One example I'm going to give you, his name is called Nehemiah. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 8. I'll quickly read that part so that we can go and pray. Nehemiah chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 8. Nehemiah 4, 1 to 8. The Bible says, but it came to pass that when Sambalak and Tobiah heard that we build the wall. And it came to pass when, when Sambalak and Tobiah heard that Dalentin was about to get into ministry. Guess what? Those Sambalak and Tobiah, they were talking. I think I forgot to share the story. They were talking about me left, right, and guess what? They were around my circle here. They were talking. I told my spiritual mother, mom, he said, yes, when they come to tell you anything, don't tell me. Until today, she, she honored that, she, she doesn't. Mom, he said, yes, if they come report you to me, please, I beg you, don't tell me. I'm not interested. Until today, two years thus far, I'm, I, I don't bother. Guess what? Sometimes we find ourselves in conference. I don't bother. It's okay. The Bible says in a great house, there are vessels of honor and there are vessels of dishonor. It's okay. God, guess what? God was not intimidated by the vessels of dishonor. He still do his job. The ones who are honor, he used them. Dishonor, when you're ready, you join the team. And it came to pass. When Sambalak and Tobiah heard that Mamumpo is about to become the president. When Sambalak and Tobiah heard that Kanisa is about to own the mountains of media. When Sambalak and Tobiah heard that Sibongil is about to become the chief, the chief accountant in the business that he's doing. When Sambalak and Tobiah heard that you are about to become prominent. It says, and they wrought. It says, and they took a great indignation. And they mocked the Jews. Their job is to mock. Do you see their job here? Look at the scripture. Nehemiah chapter 4. From verse 1. Literally from verse 1 of Nehemiah 4. Look at the job of Sambalak and Tobiah. Their job is to talk. He says, and he spake before the brethren and the armies of Samaria. And he said, who are these, look at the insult, who are these feeble Jews who will fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end to this day? Will they revive the stone of the heap of the rubbish which were born? He says, now Tobias the Ammonite was by him. And he said, he said, even that which the, ah, the guy, this guy owned annoyed me. Haven't you seen people they will just commonize all the... You are putting all your interest and your mind in doing your job. But they just come, just commonize the thing for you. Look at what he said here in verse 3. He says, even that which they built, if I fox go up, he said, they shall break down the walls. 
they were insulting their progress, insulting their result. In your Bible, it is there. So, my dear, I gave you the scripture. Chill. You are not the only one who people are talking about. Relax. Calm down. Don't give yourself high blood pressure. God sent your prophet this morning to tell you, you are not the only one. You will not be the last. You are not the first. You will not be the last. And they will still come back again and talk. But guess what? Be smart enough. If they insult your progress, insult your result, they have no business sitting at the table when you, when you begin to eat of the fruit of the labor. Be careful because they will package themselves under the name of apology to come back and begin to beg you. You know, you know, I believe, you know, there's this very particular, me and my wife likes saying, me and my wife likes, I'm the one who likes saying it. I said, there's some certain people I know the statement they will say to me when, they, when that time comes. You know, darling, we believe in you. We were actually praying for you. My mind, I'm like, you. <laughs> I will honor you, respect you, but guess, see, I'm talking to you as a prophet, but guess what? I have marked you. At the table? You were not there at my shame. You were not there at the pain. You insult my walls. Then you come and you tell me you were praying for me. Monkey know they give back to goat now. The mother who gave back to me, she's sharp. And I came from the tribe of the lion of Judah. I'm smart. You can't play that game with me. It says here, verse 4. If I let me jump to verse 8. The Bible says in Nehemiah 4 verse 8. I'm reading verse 8. It says, because they see that these guys, their walls begin to grow. They did not listen to the naysayers. They did not listen to the complainers. They did not listen to the backbiters. He now says in verse 4. I mean verse 8. No, let me read from verse 7. Verse 7. He says, but it came to pass. When that Sambalak and Tobiah, the Arabians and the Amorites and the whatever they call themselves, heard that the walls of Jerusalem were built up. Guess what? They were building the walls regardless of the fact that Naseas was active in their life. He says, and they, he says, and that the branches began to be stopped, he says that they were very wrought. They were angry. There are people that will be very angry with your result. And it's okay. They own their emotions. Don't partake in their devils. Let them be. It's their, it's their job. It's their life. Let them. Guess what happened in verse 8? He says, and they conspired all of them together to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. My dear, you are pursuing perfection as we are about to go pray. You are pursuing perfection. The enemy will show up. Naysayers will get up. They will tell you why you are not qualified for the job. You will, some of you, you will even hear that they were the one who backbites you. Why you didn't get that very particular promotion? Naysayers. That's their department. Celebrate them from a distance and let them be. When they buzz your number after two years, ignore them again the more. Press the, in fact, let your phone ring and press call so that it is sent to them busy. So that they know you are busy. Don't just let the phone ring and the thing stop. Then, then the thing go to No. Because if they even send you voice notes, you, are, you will now be tempted to listen to it. As, they, as you begin to build your wall and result begin to show, they try to call you, press the court button so that the thing read on their phone, busy. Because now you are busy enjoying your hard labor. I declare upon somebody to this morning, as your mouth begin to open to pray, every naysayers, every contradictory circumstances that has been fighting your perfection, they come to an end this morning in the name of Jesus. The ability for you to understand that you are responsible for your perfection as much as God wants you to be perfected. You are responsible for your perfection as much as God wants you perfected. I also want you to understand that we require his love to share his love. We require his power to act as an ambassador. We require his health to act in the best for him. We require God's resources to be able to finance his project. 
We require his love to be able to serve mankind with no judgmental attitude. We require his light and revelation in our life to spread his sunshine on the path of others. We require his authority for us to be able to authorize and to speak on his behalf. We require his joy for us to be able to represent a demoralized society because this world is already demoralized. We require what he created for us to be able to run all that he has embedded in us. With that being said, as a result of such boldness, I want you to understand that God wants you rested. And the rested life is a reality for you. But you must be able to work out your salvation. You must understand that the yoke, that's a responsibility to carry. He said, come unto me, all you that are labored and heavy laden. He said, for I will give you rest. Rest is guaranteed. But he says in the next question, take my yoke. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you can take the yoke, the yoke of understanding the acronyms of perfection, that number one, you must be able to get a purpose for your life. Number two, the ecosystem must be edited. Number three, you must reach out for what belongs to you. Number four, the fortitude and the forbearance spirit, you must put it on your inside. Number five, you must be exceptional in the things that you're about to do. Number six, the ability for you to be convinced in the fullness and the potential that God has placed on your inside. Number seven, you must factor in what I call the time factor that everything great takes time. Rome was not built in a day. South Africa did not get to where it is today. Everything takes time. The day you were born, you didn't start working. The day you went to school, you didn't graduate. Everything takes time. Number next one is the fact that you must understand number eight. There is a power in insight and illumination. Insight and illumination. Number nine, you must have an overcomer's mentality. Number 10, you must be ready to keep naysayers where they belong. And don't let that partake of your grace. As we're about to go pray now in the next, within the next 30 minutes non-stop, we're going to be praying. Today is self-love Sunday. We're going to be praying invoking the altar of remembrance. Invoking the altar of remembrance. Invoking the altar of remembrance. What is the prayer point we're going to pray this morning? Number one, we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God by your mercy this morning. Let men remember me for favor. Ah, you know, something happened in my family this, this, this past week. Yeah. All of a sudden, I think it happened around my wife's space. My wife said to me, you know, for me, I, maybe because for me, I work, I work as a prophet. I don't just take words. I don't play with what my wife will tell you. Sometimes my wife can be singing and I'm listening to the words because my wife likes music. I like preaching. So at least there's a word there. She turned the word to song. I turned the word to word. <laughs> so and all of a sudden this week, it has been in my spirit, but I just needed a conviction. My wife now said something to me that was very important. She now said to me, I think there's this very particular person she called, I don't want to mention the person's name, called this very particular person in her industry. And the person now said this, that, hey, shame. Like the other day, I remember, to, I, I, I remember you and stuff, but this and this and this. She just, just says something, and my wife just said nicely. Ah, it sits in my head. And I said to my wife, I said, babe, there's a problem here. There's a problem. What is the problem? I said, do you notice that they remember, but they didn't call? Just because they remember doesn't mean that they are going to call. And so today we are going to be erecting an altar. That see, people, people see your post on Facebook. They know you are there. But have they remembered to favor and to call you? My dear, I want you to understand something. People are busy running their life. 
you need to invoke an altar this morning that guarantees them to be able not just remember but to call and so because of that we are going to be praying some dangerous prayer points first prayer point this morning genesis chapter 8 verse 1 because i want you to also see that even your god also can remember he said remind me of my word which means it's not that i forget i'm too busy seven point something billion guy if you are god i, I didn't pray to be like god that guy our father in heaven he tried 7.2 billion i would have closed everybody long time long time and I, I, I have no time if i from noah that time that rainfall everybody would have, have pressed reset button move on with my life but we're going to pray this morning we're going to pray the power invoking the altars that men remember you invoking altars that men remember you genesis chapter 8 verse 1 the bible says but god remembered noah he says and all the animals and his livestock they were with him in the ark he says and god caused the wind to pass over the earth you know that this month has been our month of earth god passed god caused the wind to pass over the earth and the water subside he says but god remembered my question there is the fact that for over the bible says that that rain fall for 40 days but guess what it took 150 plus days for that mount what called for that um the, the the sheep to find rest on mount ararat 100 it's not 40 days go and read your bible 150 thank god god remembered otherwise that guy would have to be floating till now there are some of you you were supposed to find rest by this season but somebody somewhere has forgotten about you somebody somewhere has forgotten to call your name somebody somewhere has forgotten to mention you somebody remembered to call you but something happened and they did not pull the call through it says but god remember and when god remembered and he looked at noah still on earth floating on water and the bible says he caused a supernatural wind to blow the water so that noah find rest in the seventh month you are going to open your mouth this morning my dear you're going to cry for the next 30 minutes what is the prayer point number one lord by your mercy this morning remember me for favor and cause your mighty power to pass through my earth open your mouth and begin to pray lord by your favor this morning genesis chapter 8 verse 1 by your favor this morning somebody be angry he says and god caused the wind to pass over the earth and the water assaulted the water came to rest somebody open your mouth and pray lord let there be a remembrance for me let there be a remembrance for me lord in the place of influence in the place of my business in the place of my ministry in the place of my career lord cause your power to pass through my earth that invoke remembrance cause your power to pass through my earth that invoke remembrance ratos kepranata belosh this is self love sunday pray for yourself it says and god remember somebody cried to god this morning father remember me today and let your wind pass over my head remember me this morning i am tired of being poor i am tired of the shame i am tired of the disgrace i am tired of begging and borrowing remember me this morning lord 
Lord, over platform church, cause your altar of remembrance over my life, cause your altar of remembrance over my wife, cause your altar of remembrance. Ratoska vranata belata, abranatos kregedeshelatos egranas, lekrata kepaladoshata, agreto belekete lekrados, rekete gelatos, ratos ketaledosa. For some of you, if you have your point of contact, I know you are at home. Go look for something that is a point of contact and hold that very particular thing in your hand. Lord, I have my point of contact with me this morning. I'm happy that you are in your home. If you are business, hold your laptop, hold your pen, hold your phone. If you are an online marketer, hold your phone. If you are a politician, hold your document. Lord, cause a remembrance to happen upon platform church. Cause a remembrance to happen upon luminance. Cause a remembrance to happen upon Asa, cause a remembrance to happen upon all the stables that is accredited to Adara. Lay your hand on your document, lay your hand on your point of contact, and begin to invoke the altar of remembrance. Invoke it this morning. Renoske Vreneta Balatosata, Le Krakatosinapranata Gelitos, Le Bratoske Talidos. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Halekranoske Vrinata. We're going to pray this next prayer point. It's a prayer season right now. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. What is the next prayer point? Lord, powers, negative altars. Remember, we are praying altars of remembrance to be activated. Every negative altar that is sponsoring men to forget you. Habba. Every ne- let, let me even shock you. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 40, verse 23. Genesis 40, 23. My dear beloved, I want you to give me that scripture. Genesis 40, verse 23. For you to see some certain things. Genesis 40, 23. Why she is giving us a scripture. Let me give you this prayer point in preparation of the scripture. Negative authors, powers, divinations that is sponsoring lack of remembrance for good things in my life. That is sponsoring men to forget me. Sponsoring people, I help them, but yet when the time for them to help me, they forget. I know that yes, help without expectation, but my dear, sometimes help without abba. Even God died. I mean, Jesus died so that you can He can have your life. Calm down. Who said that when you help, you shouldn't expect? My friend, expect. He said, Give, it shall be given unto you. So expect to receive. You help, expect to be helped also. All those ones whereby they say, give not expecting or help people without expecting to receive anything from them. My dear, as nice as that statement is, it is not by blicker. It is not biblical. Even when he said, he said, give to the poor. He said, so that in the days of trouble, that that very particular problem will not happen. Give to the poor. So that is an expectation for why you give to the poor. So all this nonsense that people are trying to, to give you a pseudo message. That no, when you help, don't expect. Ah! I didn't see it in the Bible. I did not. It is not there. And if you saw it, if you find it, or you are going to see it tomorrow, let me know. I have no problem learning. But we are going to pray this next prayer point. Look at what the Bible says here. It says concerning Joseph. Joseph helped this very particular butler. Look at what he says here. He says, yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. We are going to open your mouth. We are going to pray this prayer. Lord powers, negative authors. Because there are people who want to remember you, but for strange reason they forget. They forget you. 
all of a sudden, the day they remember you, they now say that no, something happened, they can't even find your number, you lost for ah, no, that's that's enemy at the edge of breakthrough. I refuse that. You are going to pray this morning. Powers, negative orders, divinations, sponsoring lack of remembrance in my life. Lose your grip over me. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Ratoska Vranata Belekoskata. Hebrekete Gelato Ranata Belekoska Palat. Hegretos Genata. Powers, negative authors, divination, necromancies, stargazers that have programmed sponsoring lack of remembrance in my life, lack of remembrance in my family. Lord, I declare tonight, let your altar be destroyed. Let your altar catch fire. Let the spell be broken over my life. In the name of Jesus, Ratoske Vreneke Belekoskata, Ratoske Predeshita, as you are praying the prayer i hear god said to me there are some of you before next week sunday you will be remembered for favor you will be remembered for increase you'll be remembered for increase you'll be remembered for multiplication you'll be remembered open your mouth and pray lacropata lord powers negative orders evil necromancies demonic divinations walking against men remembering me lord their time is up let them be joined this morning let them be judged this morning let them be judged this morning in the name of Jesus Ratoska Brenete Gilatoshota Abrekates Latos Ekrenoshota Arekatos Geleta Rata Belekatos Genatosjata Ratoska Pelete Liaroshota Abrekatos in Apranash Eliaros Yaketi La Rotata Elos Etane Kosa you are going to pray and say, Lord, powers that are causing men to forget me. Powers that are causing men not to remember me, Lord, by your mercy. Judge and vindicate me in those corridors of influence. Judge and vindicate me. Lord, powers that are causing men to forget me. Powers that are causing men not to remember me. Father, by your mercy, Lord, judge and vindicate me in the corridors of influence. That place where they are forgetting me. Lord, judge and vindicate me in the corridors of influence. Somebody open your mouth and begin to pray it's a self-love sunday you are praying for yourself you are praying for your manifestation you are activating an altar of remembrance lord this month is coming to an end lord i activate the altars of remembrance lord i declare this morning by the power of your mercy lord powers that are causing men to forget my wife powers that are causing men to forget my ministry lord i declare this morning lord judge and vindicate me let me be remembered in the corridors of influence in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name of pray in the name of jesus we're going to pray this next prayer point we're still praying about the altars of remembrance this morning Oh, Shalaka Roda. I feel like naming this service today, service, uh, praying for the altars of remembrance. I feel like naming that. You can put that as your part B prayer point. I mean, as your part B topic. Invoking the altars of remembrance. Invoking it. The next prayer point, Esther chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 3. Esther chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 3. Now, this was a story of where Mordecai, the Bible says the king all of a sudden, he said the king could not sleep one night. Because why? Somebody needs to be remembered. 
And all of a sudden, the kings carried the books and to check and to see the kind of people he wants to help. But all of a sudden, guess what? Maybe Mordecai, and guess what? Mordecai was, was at the gate. Maybe Mordecai prayed this very particular prayer point we are praying now. And all of a sudden, the king could not sleep. And the king now asked, what has been done to the man called Mordecai for doing one, two, and three? And the servant says, nothing has been done for such a person. Guess what? Mordecai bailed the man. But in the place of being remembered for favor, it took years for it to happen. You are going to open your mouth. You are going to pray this next prayer point. You are going to ask, Lord, men that need to remember me for open door and access. For Mordecai, his blessing was literally in the house of the king. Guess what? When you read Exodus, I mean, Esther chapter 10, Mordecai was part of the lawmakers in that very particular. But guess what? At first, it was at the gate. Because why? The portal of remembrance, the altar of remembrance was not activated that time. You are going to activate your own altar of remembrance today. Lord, men that need to remember me for open doors, for open access, the ministering angels go for my sake and awaken their consciousness for me. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, men that need to remember me for access and open doors, Holy Spirit, angels of my life, Go for my sake and cause their consciousness to be awakened. Somebody open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, I pray this morning upon the amazers. I pray this morning upon the family of rest. I pray this morning upon my wife. I declare, Lord, men that needs to remember us for open doors. Men that needs to remember us for access. Men that needs to remember us for influence. Lord, I am tired of the gate. My blessing is at the king's house. I am tired of the gate. My blessings is inside the palace. I am tired of eating the crumbs that fall from the table. Lord, cause men to remember me and bring me before the table. In the name of Jesus, let their consciousness be open. Somebody this morning, as you are praying, the Holy Spirit is saying to me, you know the people who need to remember you. Your CV is at their doorstep. You've told them things that you want to do. They say, I will call you. And here they get busy. You try to call them. They are not picking your calls. Lord, you will call their name. It's okay. This is self-love Sunday. You are praying for yourself. Don't be intimidated. Call their name. Oh, you X, Y, Z. I invoke the spirit of remembrance. I invoke the altar of remembrance. Call me this week. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, make that need to remember me. Lord, in ministry. Fathers of faith that needs to invest the credibility upon my life. Gifted people that needs to partner with me in ministry. Lord, men of influence that need to show up. Body bearers. Porta shifters, rekeko parata lekwata, likrano jekete enato shota, lekudash kapranatezu, ebinato zikatisa, rekota ligrot legene prato shota, abreneko shekrata. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we're going to pray this next prayer point. Oh, lakos peleta, I'm loving this prayer point. We're going to pray next. I'm loving this. I don't know who you are, but hear me this week. I stand as a prophet. 
with the apostolic grace upon my life, with the mandate of rest, I speak over your life this week, that by the time you show up next week Sunday, you will come with your testimony of remembrance. In the name of Jesus, the people that are meant to favor you, they will call you this week and release that favor. In the name of Jesus, you are due for remembrance. You are due for favor. You are due for portals to shift in your life in the name of Jesus. Next prayer point. We're going to pray this prayer. Ah. Let me read the scripture. 2 Samuel chapter 9. 2 Samuel 9 from verse 1 to verse 5. 2 Samuel chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse 5. 2 Samuel chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse 5. Oh, this, you see this next prayer point you want to pray? I beg you. Ha! <laughs> You know, when, when the Holy Spirit was dealing with me on this very particular prayer this morning, ah, I almost cry. I say, Mugbe. Mugbe in Nigeria means, I have seen. You say, Yoruba word, Mugbe, We're going to pray. This second somewhere, my dear beloved, and give me second somewhere chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse 5 because I want you to see it. That, that, this um, scripture, it has three prayer points in it. Three. We're going to pray it. Second Samuel chapter 9, from verse 1 to verse 5. The Bible says here, let's, let's, let's go to the scripture. As the scripture comes up, I will, I will pop it. I'll pop it. Second Samuel chapter 9. It says here, it says, And David said, Is there any yet left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Ah. He says, And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was called Ziba, and when they called him unto David, this Ziba guy, because we're going to pray concerning Ziba. When they called him unto David, he says, David said unto him, Are thou Ziba? He said, Yes. He says in verse 3, And the king said to Ziba, Is there any yet anyone in the house of Saul that I may show kindness because I have remembered that very particular house of Saul? It says, and Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan had yet a son. It says, which, which, which was, I mean, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Michal, the son of Amel, in Lodebar. And the king said unto the guy, go and fetch him out of that house from Lodebar. This is the prayer point. As I'm saying it in my heart, I'm already bleeding. I'm already bleeding. What is the first prayer point? I want to look us. I want us to see this thing. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. It says in verse 1, 2 Samuel 9 1. It says, And David said, Is there any left in the house of Saul that I may show kindness? First prayer point. What is the prayer we're going to pray this morning? Lord, by your mercy, cause a remembrance to happen in my life. Due to what my fathers, my mothers, or whoever has done. Because, guess what? This guy called Mephibosheth, he did nothing. But yet, he was reaping a harvest of a cause that somebody has done on his life. Ha! Huh? My mother has done stuff. My father has done stuff. When I saw this one, I said, Jesus, 
There are blessings that is available. There are the altars of remembrance that needs to be activated based on what people have done. In, for you, let's say you don't have mother and father. You can use what God has done for you. He is still your father. Use God. God, what you have done for me. But for those of us who knows that our parents have invested and yet they did not pack their shares. Maybe I don't know about your country, South Africa, but I know Nigeria. That your parent can work on the days of pension. There is no pension money that can give them. And they die without reaping their harvest. Not in my watch. Ah, I'm too smart to let this kind of prayer point leave me. You are going to pray this first prayer point in this scripture. Lord, by your mercy. For those of you, if you don't, even though you don't know your mother, your mother would have given somebody two rand. Your father would have helped somebody buy perfume or buy something. Lord, for the good which they have done. Cause a remembrance to happen for me. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lord, by your mercy this morning. Huh? Concerning what my parents have done. Huh? Concerning what my fathers have done. Huh? My fathers of faith. Huh? The likes of Bishop David Oedepo. Huh? The likes of Kojo Emade. Huh? The likes of Joshua Selman. Huh? The likes of Apostle Felix Oko. Huh? The likes of Reverend Goze. Huh? The likes of Obadare. The likes of Olulano, the likes of Pastor Eadeboe, Lord, cause a remembrance to happen for my sake. In the name of Jesus, Ratoske The Bible says, and David said, Is there anyone left in the house of Saul? Is there anyone left in the house of the Adabenegas? Is that anyone left in the house of the Jalis? Is there anyone left in the house of the Omeza? Le Krotoske Pranata, Ratoske Belikatos Krash, Le Krege Pelitas, La Coparata, Egrecota Matoske Pelita, Ratake Cota, Le Cross, Le Krege Decalatosa, Lord cause a remembrance by your power, Le Crodoshota, Egrinatos Ecrata, by your power, cause a remembrance that will happen for me due to what my fathers have done, due to what my mothers have done, Le there is somebody in the Adabenegas. His name is called Darlington Steve. There is somebody in the Jallies. Her name is called Kanisa. Le Grotos Kepata. Ratos Ekranatos Egadal. Rapatos Ekrata. Ripuatos Shika. Re Equata. Le Kratos Yelekebeleta. Lord, cause a remembrance to happen for me this season, this week, cause a remembrance as a result of my parents' investment, as a result of Bishop David, as a result of David Olukoy, as a result of as a result of Obadari, as a result of Olulano, as a result of Eskeabiara, Cause a remembrance. Cause a remembrance. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In the name of Jesus. Now let's look at the second prayer point. Oh, my time is running out. Let's look at the second prayer point. What does it say here? The Bible says, it says in verse 2, it says, and there was a house of Saul, a servant whose name was called Ziba. There are people who is always hanging around the place where your name should be remembered. But look at what this I almost wanted to say some swear words in my mouth, but I just repented now. But look at what this Ziba did. And we're going to pray against the spirit of Ziba. There are some certain Ziba, they, their, mouth, their, mouth, their mouth is a problem. They, they, they will just go and start, let's even look at what Ziba said. The Bible says, the king asked Ziba, are thou Ziba? 
At least he knows himself. Yes. Guess what he now says? He now asks him, is there anyone left in the house of Jonathan that I may bless? Is there anyone left in the house of the Adabeneges? In the house of the Jalis? Guess what this, I, you know, this, the word that is coming out of my mouth, I just repent now. Guess what this guy said? Look at his nonsense statement. He says, and Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan yet has a son which is lame from the feet. Did they ask you? Did they ask you if the guy is lame or the guy is black? Did they ask you if the guy is a Nigeria or the guy is a Botswana? Did they ask you if the guy is Kosa, Pedi or Shangani? They ask you, does he have anybody in the house of Ziba? Simple. See, I mean, in the house of um, Saul. Simple. They didn't ask you to bring a shot for. You are going to pray this next prayer point. From a standpoint of anger, there are people that are representing you in the place of remembrance, representing you nonsensely. By the time the people now meet you, they are, ah, ah. but they said that you are X, Y, they said you are wicked. They said that ah, misrepresentation. Who sent the Zebras? There are some of you, you are suffering from the spirit of Zebras, who they want to favor you, but the Zebras are talking too much. They just, they just opened their mouth, talk nonsense. Did I ask you to tell them that I have short force? Did I ask you to tell them that I'm in Nigeria? I just tell them he is a man of God. Case close. Do, who, who asked you to bring my short force? Who asked you? You are going to pray. What is the next prayer point? Ah! You are going to open your mouth, Lord, by your supernatural power. You are going to use that statement, by your supernatural power. Cause men that will not, that cause men, ah! That would not represent my weakness. When my name is being mentioned. Lord, where my name is being mentioned for, 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 for remembrance. Let men that will cause my weakness not to show up there. Open your mouth and begin to pray away the zebras in your life. There are some certain influence that needs to happen. But zebras are standing there. Giving them your shortfall. That no, she is black. Do you notice that she divorced? No, he is X, Y, Z. Open your mouth and pray yourself this morning. Ratoske vreke pilakash. Ratoka peleta. Rikoto bregedesheta. Lord, every spirit of zebra, I declare this morning by your supernatural power cause men that will not represent my weakness that will not show my shortfalls to open themselves at the place of my remembrance lord ikranosh ekrete ratoka palekrotoja lekrekekeke lord i know i'm in nigeria i know i'm black akrotoshata i know i'm short ikranato parata but lord i pray this morning lord every spirit of ziba that want to use my weakness that want to use the system against me. Father, remove them. Father, remove them from my place of remembrance. Remove them. I invoke the altar. Let their eyes be closed. Let their ears be closed. Let them not show up when the king is mentioning my name. Let them not appear when my life needs to be blessed. Every spirit of Ziba that want to show up and to present my weakness. They know that I am beautiful. But yet they know that I divorced my husband and so what? Why bring my shortfalls in the place of promotion? You know I qualify for the job. Must you bring my mistake? Somebody begin to judge the spirit of Ziba. Start judging them. I judge you spirit of Ziba. Any personality, any system representing Zibas at the place of 
my promotion at the place of my remembrance I break your yoke I break your power I destroy your strength you have no part in me every spirit of Ziba in Jesus mighty name of pray ah, time is running out let's pray this third prayer point on this very particular scripture let's pray this one the Bible says here it says when foolish Ziba opened their mouth and talk because now you need to program your helpers you need to program the people who need to remember you when Ziba opened his nonsense mouth I don't know who sent Ziba to talk nonsense guess what the king said and the king said unto him where is that one that you've actually just used your mouth to bring to say he is crippled where's the person which means the king did not look at his short force but yet ordered for Ziba to come to the table remembered Ziba that yes he may be the fact that he is crippled he might have slept with 52 women slept with 622 girls and so what I choose to remember the person and I want to favor them. Bring the person this morning. You are going to pray this morning. Lord, I, I activate the presence of the Holy Spirit to orchestrate possibilities where my destiny helpers will overlook my shortfalls. Ah! If I stop here, I'm done. And I still more. But let me just, the final prayer, Lord, by your mercy, Lord, by your supernatural power, Lord, by angelic assistance, orchestrate possibilities um, that will make my destiny help us to overlook my shortfalls uh, open your mouth and begin to pray Lord, this morning, activating the altars of remembrance, I declare, Lord, orchestrate possibilities for me. That will make my destiny helpers, that will make the gifted people, that will make burden bearers, that will make men of influence, that will make potter shifters to overlook my weakness, to overlook my fault, to overlook my nationality. And Lord, they favor me and they give me opportunity. Lord, cause my destiny help us. Lord, let them overlook my weakness. Some of you, you know your weakness. Pray. Pray with your weakness and say, God, let them overlook my nationalities. Oh, I'm in South Africa. I know. I know what it means to be in Nigeria. You don't need to tell me. Lord, let them overlook my nationality. Ritas Krenosh Kapata. Let them overlook my pronunciation. I live in a country where if you are not, if you are white, I mean if you are black and you go access to certain opportunity, because you are black, you've already lost 50% of the chance. Retosh Lord, everything, every power that want to look at my weakness because I'm black or because I'm in Nigeria, Lord, I declare this morning, Lord, judge that system and vindicate me for remembrance. Judge the system and promote my advancement. Retosh keta pranash. Retosh ke pranash alata. Ah, Shekota. I still have a bit of prayer point to do, but let's pray this final prayer point. I promise you this is final one. Final one, I promise you. Exodus chapter 2 verse 24. 
Exodus 2.24. Ash, remembrance. Oh, I don't know. I'm, as I'm dancing, I'm feeling somebody's about to be remembered. Oh, somebody's about to be remembered. This week, hear me, this week. Oh, this week. Somebody's about to be remembered. Somebody's about to be remembered. For you, as you've, as you've been remembered and you are going for the meeting this week, I declare that the meeting will favor you. Oh, the doors will open for your sake. The people will lose resources and favor you. The same way that the people, the children of Israel, when they were living in Egypt, the Bible says, and they spoiled that nation. You will leave that very particular meeting with a lot of result in your hand. In the name of Jesus. Ah, final prayer point. Exodus chapter 2, verse 24. Oh, lakoli kranash. Exodus 2, 24. The Bible says there, he says, so God heard their groanings and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you see that your God also, if God, for lack of better word, if God forget and now remember, imagine human being. Abba, it's in your Bible. Please give me Exodus 2.24 so that they see them. So that, he says, and God remembered their groaning. He remembered their pain. But guess what? As he is remembering it, he is remembering it on a platform of covenant. On a platform of covenant. We are going to pray this prayer. What is the prayer point I'm going to pray? Strategic prayer point. My dear, people carry covenant too. Those, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying, God sees my heart. I'm trying as much as possible not to, not to brag. But there is a grace that this boy standing in front of you, who humbly, there is a grace and a covenant that sponsors my life and sponsors this commission. That is a grace. That is a covenant that, that some of the fathers of faith have entered with God. That if only you can connect to the covenant that they've entered, you will find some, some peaceful rest where you don't just stress at all. Covenant. 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 He says here, yeah. let's look at it one more time. I know my time is fast spent. Please, I beg you, just give me an extra five minutes. Let's just pray this final one. He says, and God heard their groanings. In hearing their groanings, he, he noticed that these people, they don't qualify for this blessing that I want to give them. But I'm going to do it on a platform of covenant. On a porter of covenant. And all of a sudden, the Bible says he remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What is the prayer point you're going to pray? Final prayer point. You are going to pray. This is, I'm going to say it slowly so that you get it right. You are going to pray. Lord, by the everlasting covenant... Of the blood of Jesus that sponsors redemption. I'll repeat it again because this is my final prayer point. Lord, by the everlasting covenant of the blood of Jesus that sponsors redemption and the covenant of rest upon this commission and upon God's servant, you can put my name, God. I now invoke an altar of remembrance for my pain, for my shame, and for my misfortune. I'll repeat it again because I want you to pray. Because now we are praying covenant. And so there's a superior covenant that is bigger than my covenant. It's the superior covenant called the throne room of grace. The one that it was the everlasting covenant of Jesus. The sacrificial lamb that gave an everlasting covenant. So we are going to be engaging that covenant first. Then after then, men carry grace. Men are porter shifters. There is a covenant that this commission carries. It's called the covenant of rest. 
You can't partner with it and don't find rest. There are many of you, you've already, you've benefited. But today, that check is open again. When I was praying, I said, Father, open the check. Open it again one more time. That as they pray this prayer from the platform is here on earth. God, the covenant of rest that that commission carries. The covenant of rest upon God's servant, Prophet Darlington. The covenant of rest upon the apostle of the commission. Lord, concerning this pain. I invoke remembrance. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Ratoska franata beletos. Abreketos krinata kedoshalata. Lord, by the everlasting covenant of the blood of Jesus and the redemptive proportion fired by your son and the covenant of rest available in this commission and lord your covenant you have signed with your servant apostle darlington lord i declare this morning every pain every shame every burden every misfortune i invoke the covenant of remembrance be activated now upon my life upon my wife in the name of jesus Toshka parata legos, abranate blekatos ekrata, rinoto ekratoshata, amarotoshata, and God heard the groaning. He heard the groaning from covenant. Lord, every covenant entered by genuine men of God. Lord, use those covenant and fight my shame, end my disgrace, cancel my pain. Ratos ebrete. Lord, on the covenant of rest, I participate of it. My wife enjoyed the rest. My children, Ella, Ephraim, and Michaela, they enjoyed the rest. Lord, the covenant signed by Bishop David Oyedipo, the covenant by Pastor E. Adeboye, the covenant of let Benson Idahusa, Lekrotosh Jata, Hagrinoto Baratosh Ekata, Lekroto Balata, the covenant upon the life of Kojo Emadi, Rinosh Kapa, Lord, I participate, I declare, Rinosh Eka, on the covenant, on Apostle Grash Jata, Ekrotos Zekita, Ekrinatos Ekredosha, Apostle Darlington Steve, I invoke that covenant to walk upon Darlington's life, to walk upon my life. Retosh ekrata, enoto bratash lekrete gelikatosh ekrata, lekrodosh ekate balata. Haritosh inakratos, anekranoshata. Begin to prophesy open door this week for you. Begin to prophesy remembrance this week for you. Lord, on the platform of covenant, on the platform of covenant, Lord, I declare I'm remembered on Monday. I'm remembered on Tuesday. I'm remembered on Wednesday. I speak open doors on Thursday. I speak men release gift for me on Friday. On Saturday, though the weekend has come, but yet my week of blessing will not end. On Saturday, on Sunday next week, by this time I'm sharing my testimony. I'm remembered for promotion. I'm remembered for increase. I'm remembered for open doors. Men just remember me. They remember me for dollars. They remember me for pounds. They remember me for euros. Records. People give me. They remember me. Ratos Ekata. Begin to prophesy. The Bible says, and God said to the prophet, he said, prophesy to this bone. Prophesy to this week. Open your mouth and begin to prophesy. Prophesy to this week. Declare that your week is blessed. Declare that your week is full of remembrance. Declare that August, September, October, November, 
of December that you shall be remembered every day. That's all we have for today, but be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, Family of Rest.